0: When you start a podcast, most podcasters start off with the same two things. The first one, no audience. And the second one is integrity. And I guess if I wanted to, I could say all the things that you want to hear. And would probably sound, I don't know, something like this. Welcome to the Podcast Piggy Bank. We fill our bank with synergy and fire as we take it to the next level. I'm your host, Jack Davidson, and I want you to be rich. You're not only going to own your truth, but you will live your truth. I will show you how to step up to the plate, drink the Kool-Aid, and think outside the box. Join the Hustle Tribe and learn how to disrupt the world on your way to being a thought-leading ninja, girl boss, or overall rock star. Who's ready to work smarter, not harder, and fill up truckloads of low-hanging fruit? Failure is not an option. And we came to Jesus, and he said, the data never lies this podcast piggy bank get ready to make money now (laughs) (laughs) the only problem is i can't look at myself in the mirror when i wake up if i start off with a podcast that says all you have to do is talk about something that you're passionate about and in six months you'll be able to quit your day job because well that's not true unless if somebody's done that please let me know. But I've yet to hear about that. Starting a podcast is not hard. Starting a good podcast is hard. In fact, it can be very hard. And today we're going to take a realistic look at starting a podcast in what you should expect. And for that, I would say Today on episode number 704, we're going to talk about realistic numbers you can expect from your very first podcast. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And today, we're going to talk about starting your podcast, but we're going to try to look at things that are going to try to answer one of the hardest questions. And I don't think most podcasters like this question. I think it scares them. I think it makes them go, "Hmm, I should probably figure that out." and then they don't. That question is: What makes your podcast different? And the reason I ask that is as I record this, it's January 5th, 2020, and I wa- I'm not a big New Year's Eve person, but I watched some of the programming here in the U.S, and there were four channels. All covering New York City and the ball dropping, all of them saying brilliant things like rain is wet, really. And they all seem to focus on a a teenage demographic, K pop, you know, things like that. And I thought about this as I grew up, that's when I really was into New Year's Eve. And by that I mean I was barely into it. But at least I knew the people that were on the, quote, big stars. And I thought Steve Harvey, who is Mr. Family Feud, which is a game show that primarily has an older audience, I would think. And that was really not much different. And they were all thinly veiled. And I mean, thinly veiled commercials for other programs on whatever network it was and so, consequently, because there wasn't really a huge focus on who they were talking to, they were all horrible. I, I, you tune in, and I thought about this. Most of the time, New Year's Eve television programming is on in the background, and it's a matter of you can walk through while you're getting more dip going, Oh, yeah, we got another uh, hour and 14 minutes, 37 seconds, 36, 35. It's horrible. And so the first point I want to make is you have to know who you're talking to. And the reason I say this, now I'm going to give you an extreme case here, but by having this magnifying glass, it really does prove the point. So bear with me here. My neighbor I've known for, I don't know, three or four years. I don't really know the man. I knew his mom, but I basically would see him and we would talk about the weather and politicians and very chit chatty stuff. And unfortunately, his mother, who was 96, passed away yesterday. And I don't really know this person. And consequently, I don't know how to react. I can say, I'm so sorry for your loss. That's pretty safe. And that's pretty much what. Everybody says, but if, if this person really needed comforting, I could say something like, well, you know, your mom's suffering is over and now she's in heaven. That might be really offensive to him. I might say, it'll be okay. I have no idea what his financial situation is. Maybe he needs his mom's social security. I don't know. But do you get the point where when you don't know who your audience is and you want to engage with them, you have to know who they are. You have to know what is going to work for them. What is going to make them go, yes, this person gets me. Yes, this person is delivering value because I can look at this person and go, you know, I'm sending my thoughts and prayers. And for many people, they go, that's, that's, you know, that's the least you could do. Thank you so much for that. And so part of knowing what makes your show different is knowing who is listening. And I'm reading a book right now. It's called make noise. It's a good book by a guy named Eric Newsom. I think I'm up to chapter four. It's called make noise. A creator's guide to podcasting and great audio storytelling. Eric is behind the Ted radio hour invisibilia. And where should we begin? And he is all about what are you doing to set your podcast apart, and it asks really hard questions. And I've said it before, if you're new to the show, if you can make me think, I am your friend for life. And one of the things he did that I thought was a really interesting exercise is he says, go to images.google.com. That's images.google.com, better known as doing a Google image search. And type in either your keywords or words that would bring up your target audience. Because sometimes when we start, we're like, "Ah, I don't really, I, I know who I want to talk to. But I, I really can't nail down this whole avatar thing. And what you can do is get a picture of an actual person. If you want, print it out. And then in a Google Doc, write down this person's fake story. Her name is Mildred. She's 94. Let's not use Mildred. Her name is Carrie. She's 38. She has two children and a husband. She drives a Subaru. She lives in Wisconsin. She wants, she's currently this. She maybe wants to do that. His name is Steve. He's 34. He's an entrepreneur. You know, come up with this because what you can then do, because these are the people that you hope to talk to. That's the key. This is who I want my target audience to be. So then if you come up with a topic and you look at it and go, well, is this going to help this person, this person you're now have this one person you're looking at and you go, well, it really wouldn't fit this person. Then you're not going to cover that topic that way. And what will happen then is because you're covering it, in a way that would suit your target audience, your audience will then, in theory, attract people that are like your target audience. Does that make sense? And I, for some reason, when I saw that, I'm like, I've been saying this for a long time. You need to know who your audience is. But I thought that was an interesting little exercise because some people have a hard time with episode one. And I understand why. It's brand new. You've never done this before. You don't have an audio background. I'm really nervous about this. Well, I've said in the past, don't get too worried about this because number one, it's not live radio. Number two, you don't have to release it until you're comfortable with it. But the other thing you need to keep in mind is you are thinking about this giant audience. So what I did was I reached out to a couple different audiences. I do a show every Saturday morning. It's called ask the podcast coach. I do it with Jim Cullison from the average guy. TV. And at times 30 of my closest friends, we have a really active chat room over there. It's a live show every Saturday at 10 30 Eastern. Go to ask the coach.com slash live link in the show notes. And I said, Hey, does anybody remember or can you check how many downloads did you get of your first Podcast episode, not a monthly stat, not a weekly stat, an episode download in the first week. So I asked them, I asked members of the school of podcasting. We have a private Facebook group. It's a very safe place. You can share things in there, not get judged. And I also work at Libsyn. So on occasion, if somebody was asking me a question about their stats, I would go, let's see how many downloads they had. After one week of their first episode, how many downloads do you think most people get? Because you always see the people that come into these Facebook groups and they're like, I can't believe it. I just launched my podcast. I got 1,500 downloads. That is not the norm. And that is way outside the norm. And it's not a thousand downloads. It's not. 500 downloads, it's not 100 downloads. In fact, it's not 50 downloads. When I asked my audience, I asked a couple other people, and like I said, those, all these different things, and I probably got a sample of around 100 people if you're getting more than 20 downloads after seven days of your first episode being live, you're doing pretty good. And there were a couple, but I just looked up one and they had four. And I think some of this is because people will put out an episode and they think well, this just magically goes to Apple and every place else, and it doesn't. You have to submit your show for approval, especially if you're using a reputable media host. And once you're approved, then your podcast appears in the Apples and Stitchers and Spotify's and Google's and all the other tune-ins, all those places that you want to list your show. So I say that because There is a problem that happens this time of year, and that is I will have people approach me for consulting. I will have people ask questions at Libsyn who are not customers yet, and they're asking a question, and it's not, what's the best microphone? Do I need a website? what's the best web host, who's the best media host, all the typical things that I answer on a daily basis and have no problem because new wannabe podcasters need to know that stuff. And that's the kind of stuff, of course, you get at the School of Podcasting. But that's not the question that they're asking. They're asking things like, what topic should I talk about so that I can make the most money quickly? Not... How do I make money with my podcast? No, I want to start a podcast. If you tell me that I need to do a podcast about pygmy ponies, I will do a show about pygmy ponies, even though I don't know the the first thing about a pygmy pony. But if it will make me money and I can quit my job in six months, I'm going to become a pygmy pony expert. And I'm just here to tell you that that is not the way to start a podcast. I'm not anti-money. I have a book coming out this year called Profit from Your Podcast. It'll be out in July. I'm not anti-money. I'm just here, again, to set realistic expectations that you're not going to make a lot of money if your first episode only gets 20 downloads after the first week. And keep in mind that only typically 3% of your audience is going to act. So that's six people. And unless your product is, I don't know, $30,000 $30,000 a piece, it's going to be hard to make a living on that. And that's the other thing. I see people that ask this whole money question and I go, well, do you have a product or service? No. Okay. So you're a business. You want to run your podcast as a business and you have no product. And if you don't have a product or service, then your product or service is your audience. Do you have one of those? No. No. Okay, so then I have to let you know that your business is going to take some time to ramp up so that you can then start making money and being profitable. So what I did was I went out to our good friend, Uncle Google, and I put in the question, how long does it take for a business? Because we just said you want to start a you want to run your podcast as a business, And I said, how long does it take a typical business to be profitable? And the first result was from a website called Fleximize, which is this business loan website place. And they said the majority of businesses, on average, do not start turning a profit until as late as the third year. And the second result was from a website, another financial one called bizfluent.com. And it said, it's hard to predict the average time for a new business to make a profit, but standard advice is that you should prepare to run three years before you reach that point. And you might be thinking, well, you know, my company is different. I'm going to have something that would never go out of business. I'm going to be the McDonald's of podcasting. Everyone will love me and I will get them addicted to my content. Well, according to Investopedia.com, 700 McDonald's closed in 2015 worldwide. Even McDonald's occasionally fail. So then I Googled, why do businesses fail? And again, if you're saying, Dave, I'm running a podcast, not a business. I'm just doing this for fun. Well, it's kind of the same thing in a way. Just listen here. According to bplans.com, which is a a website about uh, business plans, I believe, the six reasons businesses fail, there are two that really caught my attention. One is an unprofitable business model. So if you are spending $300 per episode and you're doing four episodes a month and you don't have $1,200 sitting around in the couch cushions, That's not going to last very long. And again, if you don't have a product or service or audience, that is a bad business plan. And I realize I keep saying business, but this is because people are contacting me about running their podcast as a business. And they say the other one is lacking uniqueness and value. And this is where, again, I'm going to go back to what makes your show different? And how do you know you're delivering value? Do any businesses succeed? Well, according to investopiaagain.com, it said that 30% of new businesses fail during their first two years, uh, 50% fail during the first five years, and 66 failed fail during the first 10 years. And those are businesses with backing and financial planning and things like that. And you might be thinking, Dave, why are you being such a downer? What a weird way to start the year. Shouldn't you be going, Dave, it's time to start a podcast. Do it now. You need to do Everyone should have a podcast. And I do think that everyone should start a podcast. I just want them to go in with realistic expectations. The book beyond powerful radio. That's the one I quote all the time, by the way, the quote, there is no such thing as too long. Only too boring is not my quote. I quoted a lot, but that is Valerie Geller from the book beyond powerful radio. And Valerie addresses the question. How long does it take to build an audience on the radio? And the answer was, Three years. And I guess if I wanted to lie, I could say six months, sign up over here, give me four grand and I'll teach you how to podcast and I'll just deal with your disappointment later. I hate to disappoint people and I want to sleep at night. But the other thing is, if I tell you the truth, that podcasting, making a good podcast is hard, but it's also some of the most fun And you will meet some of the coolest people ever on the planet. Then only the people that sign up at the School of Podcasting come to me and they say, look, I know it's hard, but I've got a passion about this subject and I have something to say. I want you to help me shape my idea. I want you to help me publish my idea because I want to change the world. And that can be through money, but can also be getting the word out. It can also be helping people that need help. There is that one person who really needs to hear your message. And there are plenty of people that have a message, that have a passion. They've got their life experience and they go, oh, you know what? I wish somebody would have told me this when I was whatever age. Those are the people that I want to help. If you're looking to make six figures in 6 months, I am not the coach for you. And there are people that will take your money and I am just reserving the right to say I told you so. Oh, oh I knew that was coming. But the point is, I can't help you do that in 6 months. I've got a marketing background. I can help you with, you know, making sure your content is in alignment with your audience and your goals. That's a whole other story. Again, I got a book on this stuff coming out. You just have to have realistic expectations. So what I want to say here, before we get to a Because of My Podcast story, is I thought about this. And we're going to say something that's probably going to upset people. And there's part of me that goes, that probably means... This is good. And if you are doing a show that's similar to other people, the only thing that's going to set you apart in many cases is your personality, which means you might need to expose more of your personality, which means that might be scary because if somebody doesn't like your show, that's really easy to connect the dots to say they don't like you. And I'm still working on it, but I'm much better at tolerating the fact that not everybody is going to like me, and that's fine. But what I want to talk about is I keep running into people. We mentioned the people that want to make money quickly, and then I hear this. Oh, and by the way, I need to use a free media host. And there are many out there, by the way. There's not just the the one that rhymes with kinker. There are many other... Free media hosts. And I want to talk about why I think this is a bad idea. Now, before I say this, because I don't want people saying, oh, you just hate people that are on a budget. No, let me give you just a little bit of backstory. And I do believe this is relevant. When I was a kid, my family was on welfare for a little bit when my dad was in between jobs. In my 20s, I spent myself into bankruptcy trying to have a kid. So I remember vividly having one of the worst days of my life and just hating my situation because I was standing at a vending machine. And I remember thinking, do I want Mountain Dew or do I want to have enough gas for the ride home? And that was a legit, like we're talking zero money in the bank. And all I had was the two bucks in my back pocket. And I really wanted a Mountain Dew. So I understand vividly what it's like to not just be poor. I understand what it's like to be broke. Like there is like zero. So I say that now, remembering what that's like. And when I have somebody come up to me and say, hey, we can't afford media hosting. And it doesn't matter if it's on Blueberry or Libsyn or Podbean or whatever. They're looking for free. And I'm here to say that the only time I think it would – no, not even that. Because some people are like, what if it's just a hobby? Frisbees are not free. Golf clubs are not free. I don't understand. Unless you're just like, eh, I want to play. Okay, I guess. But here's my thought of somebody who's like, no, I want to start and I'm going to start with this free tool because I I understand when I bought my first guitar, it was a piece of crap and then later I upgraded. So I kind of understand that. But this is the person that wants to build on this free service. And here's my thought on this. They're going to do a 45 minute podcast on a weekly basis. And the goal is to make money with that. So I always say the best I've ever been able to do is a four to one ratio. So that would mean my 45 minute podcast if I was doing everything. And since you're doing your media hosting for free, I'm pretty sure you're not paying anybody to edit it. That would take you 180 minutes, which would be three hours a week. And I thought about that. That's 12 hours a month. So that you don't have to spend, let's say, $15 to $20. $15 to $20 is too much. You're in that boat where it's like, hmm, $20 or food for my family. $20 or pay the rent. I get that. And my my point here is: if that is the case, and you could have 12 hours a month. To work on a podcast. You do not need a podcast. Keyword now. Now is not the time to podcast because you are flying way too close to the ground. What you need to do right now is get a job. You need to drive for Uber, deliver pizzas, shake hands at Walmart, whatever you're doing, take those 12 hours. And instead of pulling yourself away from your family, that my guess is if $15 is going to break the budget, it's a little stressful at your household right now because I remember when it was for me and it seems like every argument is about money. Now is not the time to start a podcast. Now is the time to either strengthen your family by spending time together and doing things that are free instead of going to the movies and cooking at home and things like that. Now is not the time to look at podcast to save the day because you are in some Facebook group and you saw some guy come in and say, I got 15,000 downloads on my first week and I've already got my first sponsor. I'm here to tell you that is not going to happen your first week. It's just not and because I want your family to survive and I want your, your sanity so, to survive, I am here to tell you that at least not now is not the time to solve your financial problems by starting a podcast. And hopefully you can see that what I'm trying to do there is to help you and get you on your feet quicker so that you can start your podcast later. And I realize there are people that are going to not like the fact that I said that. And I realize that people are like, oh, that's easy for you to say. You're just a rich white dude. No, no, I'm not. And that's fine because somebody's going to take this out of context. But you know my heart. You know my training background. You know I'm here to help people. And it's your opinion that I care about. I usually do these at the beginning of the show, but I like to hear what I call because of my podcast stories. There are so many ways that you can benefit from a podcast. And if you could answer this question because of my podcast, blank, whatever happened that wouldn't have happened except, well, you had a podcast. I want to hear about it. Go out to school dot com slash contact. And we've got a story today from Paul.
1: Hello, Dave Jackson. My name is Paul V. Perez. The name of my podcast is called The Improve and Have Fun Podcast, where I improve myself by having fun along the way with the hopes of encouraging others to do the same, and I do so by documenting my life and interests. And because of my podcast, I got to meet and interview Danny Pena, but that happened indirectly through listening to you. Um, when I first heard of Danny Pena, I have I heard of him through your podcast, where you, I think is the year that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the podcast Hall of Fame. And I started to listen to his podcast and um, I eventually told him he was in this in my area. I told him um, I have a podcast and he's been an inspiration. You've been an inspiration. I told him that I met, I found out about him through your podcast and uh, the rest is history. So I just wanted to say thank you uh, for everything that you do on a weekly basis Dave, because your podcast has really helped me and help, has helped as it helped me improve my podcast. And thank you for everything. And thank you for uh, indirectly allowing me to meet Danny Pena in person. Thank you.
0: This is what's so cool about podcasting. You kind of just throw the information out there. You, you know who your audience is, but you at times don't know how it's going to benefit them. And Danny is a, a great guy. If you are looking face-to-face at Danny Pena somewhere within probably 20 feet of him is an audience member. This is a guy that is dedicated to truly understanding who he's talking to, to truly understanding what they need, what they want to hear. He does gamer tag radio. He's an amazing dude. And that's one of the things, again, the more, you know, your audience, when I heard Matthew Dix on a podcast, and then I, got his book, and then I listened to his podcast, and I said, I've got to talk about this on this podcast because I knew Kim Craggy from Toastmasters101.net was going to love this book, and I had to bring this up because I thought if Kim is going to love this, then I know you're going to love this. The podcast, by the way, is called uh, Speak Up Storytelling. The book is called Storyworthy. And that is the cool thing is your podcast can be a gift. That's that value that I talk about. But it does start by knowing who your audience is. So if you can answer one of those questions, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, something that wouldn't have happened except you had your podcast and it opened the door for something. I would love to hear that. And uh, again, you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. There are many ways that you can send in that story. Speaking of questions and things like that, I always do the question of the month. That is going to be – that will be coming out January 27th. uh, And I need your answers by January 24th. The question of the month for January – And you can answer these by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Two different versions. If you don't have a podcast yet, what is holding you back? If you do have a podcast, what are you going to be doing in 2020 that's going to be different with your podcast? And maybe why? Why are you changing something? So are you going to be doing anything different with your podcast in 2020 if you have one and why? If you don't have a podcast, what's holding you back? From launching again, go to school of podcasting.com/slash question to submit your answer. And I need that by January 24th, 2020. Ooh. Hey, if you live near Boston, January 11th, I'm going to be at Waltham. Massachusetts, which I understand is near Boston. I'll be speaking at the national speakers association on the 11th, but I'll have that night free. Would love to uh, connect with you. January 24th. I'm going to be doing an online thing at the mass media podcast summit. Uh, You can use the coupon code school to get 50% off your ticket. These will have links to these in the show notes, February 8th. I will be in basically San Francisco, the, uh, Novato, California at the Bay Area Independent Publishers Association. That is also my birthday and I plan on probably having a meetup in the hotel there. February 12th through the 15th, I'll be at podcast movement evolutions working the Libson booth that is in Los Angeles, California, February 21st through the 22nd. That is the spark Christian podcast conference. If you have a Christian podcast, this is the first event just for you. I'm looking forward. I'm going to be speaking at that. That's in Houston, Texas. And then in March, of course, Podfest, that is the uh, the multimedia expo. This is in Orlando, Florida. This is a great event. These are all great events, but Podfest is like summer camp for me. That, along with podcast movement, is always fun. And uh, I'll have links to these out at the website, schoolapodcasting.com. Now, if you're ready to start a podcast, I would love to help you. Schoolapodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. I also have one-on-one consulting if you're interested in that. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed.